Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Bring It to the Runway with your host, Christian Ochoa, and I'm always joined by my lovely co-host, Robert Mata, this time from New Orleans, not from fucking Los Angeles. Ooh, give us the tea. Give us the Nola tea. What is going on over there? Everything's going on over here. It's honestly so popping. I know that that's like the cliche and the stereotype that, you know, New Orleans is a party town. But um, I went out to Bourbon Street last night with like a group of 20-something people. And it was just a beautiful disaster. I loved it so much. I have the most incredibly vicious headache right now um so naturally i thought i should get on a podcast with you and hear your ever so soothing voice um well i had a headache this morning for sure that's why i was like hold up bitch i can't record this without a fucking cold brew because my ass was going through it a little bit this morning um although i was watching the episode at 3 a.m eating taco bell in my bed Mm-hmm. after going to precinct to see Miss Willow Pill perform. Oh, nice. Yeah, that sounded like, or looked like fun. It looked like she was performing in the house look that she wore last week. Mm-hmm. And she gave pretty... us the, re- the reveal, it seemed. Yep, she gave us a reveal. Um, It went from, oh, fuck, I forget the name of that, you know, classic slow jam that she started out with. And then she proceeded to, in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I forget the name of the band, the, the group, but I know exactly the song. So good. She <laughs> is just everything and more. I mean, I loved watching her. You can genuinely tell she was like overwhelmed by the love oh, from awesome. the crowd. Thank God. Girl, when I tell you last night, every gay bar, club, whatever in all of LA was popping because Kim Petras apparently was doing surprise pop-ups performing two songs from her new album, Slut Pop. And she started off at Precinct during Mm -hmm. the viewing of Mm -hmm. the fucking show. So I'm pissed because I think I'm pulling up to Precinct really early because it's 10 p.m. And the line, bitch, I've never seen a line that long for Precinct. Precinct's line is stupid. This is in downtown LA, everyone, for reference, which is not everyone's, you know, number one going out destination always. But Precinct is pop in it's a great place it's kind of like brooklyn but in los angeles oh is downtown la now considered the brooklyn of la but the vibe of precinct is essentially kind of like a three dollar bill like a a fishbowl like you know a little a a touch more grungy than all the stupid uh bullshit that happens in weho for instance very that very that i completely agree with that sentiment and yeah she i mean it was it was you know, we waited in line for 45 minutes. So what do we do? I'm like, I'm fucking getting us alcohol. Like, at least we're going to pregame in fucking line. Starting. So, you know, we went out. I got some drinks, brought them back. We're fucking pregaming in line. We become friends with these people. I'm shook, bitch. The crowd is getting younger and younger there. I was like in line with 23-year-olds, 22-year-olds. I was like... But we were 23 and 22 going out there, too. So I think we're just the crowd's not getting younger, bitch. It's the old adage, but we're just getting older. I say it. It's probably my every other sentence and every other thought is about how I'm getting older. But I'm sure people are tired of hearing that. Girl, I know. I know. We're like 20 and 29 complaining about age. We are fully still in our 20s, but it is what it is Uh, for now. Uh, but Willow Pill, that sounds great. Was anyone else performing? I miss like a Queen Kong Friday night, like extravaganza that happened there, you know, pre pandemic. Oh what my God. I know those used to be the nights. Yeah. So like there were the Dragula girls there. So like bitch put in, it was her night. It was called bitchin, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so she performed great performer. Um, Coco Kane from this season of Dragula was there. She was fucking rad she came out as cynthia from rugrats oh bitch titties and all full reveal i mean she was so fucking good um she brought out a reptar like it was just <gasps> lit reptar in the flesh on ice did they mm-hmm. do the cynthia you're a really cool dancer cynthia. with cynthia with that full song? fucking f size titties out like that just legit yeah it was Fuck. so good. She's such a, she was such a great performer and it was just so nice to see her. Um, cause she definitely was a fan favorite of the show. So I got to interact with her afterwards and she was like, 
I was like, oh my God, Coco, like huge fan of yours on Dragula. I'm so glad that you got the exposure. I hope we get to see you again <laughs> in the future. Like, well, no, because I wouldn't have known of her if it wasn't for the show, you know? Okay. Especially so, after the reunion, it seemed like everyone took a shine to her. Yeah. I mean, I feel like her, because her time on the show, I think she was only on for like two or three episodes and I thought mm-hmm. she was so good. Like she won the first one. So I thought she was such a strong contender. And, um, yeah, I mean, so then I brought up the fact, like this guy went up to her that was right next to me and he's like, Oh my God, I love how you became like the total, the fan favorite. And she was so nice. So appreciative. Like, down to talk about all the things. And then we started talking about her podcast and I was like, Oh, you know, I think, <laughs> oh, no. no, I was like, I think you were more than just a fan favorite. I think you were also the cast favorite. You know, I even interviewed when I interviewed Mary Cherry, um, she seemed to speak really highly of you. And she goes, Oh, was that before or after she blocked me? And I was like, Oh, <gasps> bitch, the inside tea. The inside tea. So I had no idea. Um, so, you know, for the listeners that don't know, I was able to sub for Lori when she had her hearing issues. And Joe and I interviewed Coco Kane and it was amazing. Um, Mary, on- you interviewed Mary Cherry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we interviewed Mary Cherry. My bad. We interviewed Mary Cherry. Um, damn, bitch, my fucking brain is scrambled. Well, it's, it is a Saturday morning, afternoon, something, something somehow. But so you, you went out Friday, you saw a bunch of queens from television and not on television, had a great time. You came back, got Taco Bell, fucked your bussy up and watched the episode. How did you feel about the episode? You know, um, I had to like stop watching it and go to sleep and then wake up and watch it. Mm hmm. I act, I'm fresh off the episode. I actually just finished watching it, ran over to this house over here and am now on the podcast with you. So all of my thoughts are unfiltered, unmitigated and just direct. Same. I mean, I've only had like an hour break in between. Um, and let me just describe what Robertina is wearing for everyone on the pod. Robertina is fully serving Ash Ketchum realness. This bitch has on a red baseball cap backwards. I don't know. You're not wearing an Ash Ketchum look, but you are serving Ash Ketchum to me. It's cute. You look really cute. I wish I had fingerless gloves because then I could pull off the whole fantasy. Um, like yeah, a little right. fucking Pikachu plush toy. They were telling me at the crawfish bake this morning that I was, or boil or whatever they call it, uh, that because I'm giving like three different colors of plaid. My my cap is plaid. My I cut off the sleeves of this uh plaid. I don't know button flannel. Up. Yeah, flannel. And uh, so I'm. They think I'm giving trucker, and which maybe was a unintentional homage to Maddie Morphosis, who is unfortunately now at home. Fortunately, at home, you mean? Oh well, for you, yeah, you were very anti uh, hetero. No, 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 Listen, if you listen to the recordings I have with Jessica before your ass became the official co-host, when we did the Meet the Queens reviews, I was like, why are people talking shit about this bitch? This bitch is bringing, this bitch looks fierce. Like, wow, I'm really impressed um, by her being straight. Like, go off, bitch. Like, you look pretty fucking good. She had that, like, crazy Technicolor, multicolor, fucking mm-hmm. swirly club kid vibe going and then um what she and i said who cares if she serves this level of artistry and drag on the show like why not and then you know she let me down heavily well let's get into it then because we can continue on with this conversation when we get to her look yeah so how did you feel about the challenge overall glamazon prime i thought that was fun i thought it was a great idea um Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like we don't give producers props very often. We usually kind of uh, put any qualm or issue we have with the show on their shoulders. But at this time, I think they had a, a stroke of inspiration that was fun and cute. Right. I love the, like, lash, the closed lash logo instead of the upside down, the smile. I thought those details were so cute. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I guess someone was paying attention. So work. Uh, um, I, I know that... <laughs> Amazon's, uh, the company, their employee research group that, not research, resource group that all the, all the gay and LGBT folk in general, like, align themselves to is called Glamazons. Uh, but I'm sure that's not, you know, a very particularly unique phrase, but I wonder how they feel about it. I can text Oh them. my God. That's so funny. They must feel seen. Yeah. 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 
Um, what was I gonna say? I just thought it was a little fucked up how they made these bitches actually open boxes up. I would be pissed. Willow was struggling, unfortunately. Um, I feel like they, they shine a light on Willow a lot only to kind of highlight the fact that she's struggling, which I think sucks for her because obviously she's much more than just her struggles with, uh, her disability. I completely agree with you. I kind of didn't like how much, like, like, like almost like a, like all the cuts throughout the episode were like her kind of frowning. And I'm like, I doubt that that's how she is. Her demeanor looks really peppy and smiley. And I'm like, also, why aren't people helping the poor bitch? Like, why does she have to use people's scraps? Like, bitch, open a box for her. Every queen for herself, girl. They said, we don't give a shit about any of this nonsense. If we can handle it and get it ourselves, we're going to do it. Uh, okay, but it looked, like, it looked were... like Carrie jumped in and helped her at one moment or another. I'm sure someone did. It's just the camera was not feeling uh, gracious enough. Right. Well, um, if you were competing on the show, mm-hmm. would you help Willow Pill? I mean, I feel like she's very stiff competition. I'd be like... I personally don't understand that level of competitiveness, especially when you know that just getting on the show is going to get you, you know... Uh, elevated booking fees and a at least a career for a little while if not longer if you could make something out of it so why would you like actively be nasty when you know that the camera is going to turn around on you and the audience will do the same i know i'm fucking around i like to think in my mind that i'll be like hyper competitive like well i'm not gonna tell that bitch she looks busted i'm not gonna give her advice but realistically i'm so fucking nice and like once i'm in the room with a bitch like i unfortunately can't help myself like i'm I'll just be like, bitch, let me open everything for you. Bitch, let me sew your fucking outfit for you. I'll be the Pangina heels. Exactly, the Pangina. My God. (laughs) You're the reason why Bag of Chips is still around. (laughs) So you're mad at me. Uh, I think I am, actually. Maybe we should cut the podcast here because I've had it, Christian. I can't take it any longer. Officially. (laughs) Uh, I think they, they, it feels like they dropped that. Well, maybe. I don't know. Detox used to say I've had it like every other sentence and I haven't heard anything adjacent to that since, but who cares? It's been 10 years ish. Yeah. 10 years. Oh my God. Almost 10 years since season five. Isn't that crazy? Damn girl. We some old hoes. We've said it a million times, (laughs) (laughs) but the looks bitch, the looks. Okay. So I will say, I feel like I do feel for the girls. I feel like they did get a lot of crock of shit. Like, I like when they were showing the materials that they got to work with, I'm like, what the fuck is the point of some of those things? I can't even imagine some of those things as embellishments. And listen, I love the unconventional design challenges. I loved them on Project Runway. This is a direct ripoff. And they were always some of my most favorite challenges of these type of reality TV competitions because it really does get to allow the viewer a peek into the competitor's imagination, their creativity, their raw, raw um, point of view almost mm-hmm. on, on how they would like to present things and how they interpret things themselves. So for me, I really enjoy this challenge. I'm sure everybody else does too. And I, I just, I don't know. I feel like they've been doing them a little dirty with the materials that they've been providing them with on this season in general for the design challenges. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially since the ball was so recent, I feel like it's only kind of highlighting the fact that they just don't have as much to work with as I imagine they had in the past seasons. And so, uh, you know, given that this is a podcast about looks and when the challenge is about looks, I feel like maybe the critiques can be a little bit personal and I don't intend it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I, for me, the caveat's always that, you know, these girls are working with what they got and obviously they, they, um, would do better out in the world. And so it's not necessarily reflective of their entire talents or abilities. It's just what do they put together in their little day of shooting that they were able to assemble something? Right, under the time constraint, because I'm definitely not one that's good at being rushed. I don't like being rushed. And I know that if, like, you know, I can't help but put myself in their shoes and be like, fuck, that's that's hard. That's a hard place to be. And I can't show off my creativity and I can't give an accurate portrayal of my aesthetic in this fucking crazy time crunch, you know? Yeah, yeah. So with that as a precursor, shall we dive in? Absolutely. Starting off with Lady Camden giving us a Victoria's Secret fantasy. She's serving fucking like 
all the beautiful baby tones. She's giving us a periwinkle, lavender, and pink vinyl scalloped bust into this like dance fringe costume. Um, it, like they're like little ribbons that she said she cut from a kiddie pool. Um, and then she was able to use another material to give it more shape and structure. And then she has on these really dope fucking wings that she made out of like mosquito nets. And she's giving us just a really pretty fairy angel bitch. She just looks really ethereal, gorgeous. I love that they told her to do like her lips up because she did need that. Her lips were constantly getting lost. Um, I wish she would have gone with like maybe more of a pinkier color for the lip because that's kind of my only critique. The lip doesn't really go, but I think she still looks really great. And I'm just being nitpicky at this point. I thought she looked exceptional. She sold it. This is the, I feel like she looked so confident. It reminded me of how she came out with her, um, flamingo peacock rave chick moment. Uh huh. Yeah. Pokemon. Mm hmm. Yeah. How'd you feel about the look? I am not entirely as enthusiastic as you about it, but I do think she looks good. Uh, for the first look, I was like a little just, uh, as Bosco's put it, whelmed. Like it, it was what it was. And I wasn't sure what to expect from the following girls. But as I continue to see more girls walk down the runway, this look elevated itself in my mind. Uh, I, for me, I noticed that the wings, though fun, were a bit, saggy and the halo was also a little unstructured which just kind of felt like an afterthought possibly but otherwise i think all the details on her bodice look really well put together i love that she's sort of giving us a trans angel storyline maybe a bit that i'm getting with this color scheme and i don't think she's ever looked more pretty uh with the hair and the makeup and the the confidence really exudes uh is exuding from her yeah, um, yeah, she looks fucking great. I'm really happy. And I think she could have done without the halo, to be honest, because that's what gave it, that's what took it all the way to the costume, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a pump, definitely. Yeah, total pump for me. Next, we have Jasmine Kennedy supposedly giving us Samantha and Abu Dhabi, which, girl, no one should ever make a fucking reference like that because that was not a good moment. No one um, wants that moment where the where they, they reveal un, from underneath the hijab their, like, Western clothing, and they're like, oh, my God, us too. Girl, oh, my God. Talk about something that did not fucking last, like... it It, it was, like it aged like milk when it hit the screens. Like people weren't about it then even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, basically she's wearing a bunch of multi, like red, pink, and like maybe white tool, kind of like a Valentine's day color story, leotard with a skirt that is giving a train and a matching hat and this belt with a bunch of charms falling off of it. Um, I don't like the shoes. Definitely don't like the accessories. And yeah, she should have edited and worked on the actual construction of the garment a little bit more. There's nothing more I can say, you know? Hmm. Well, I think this is going to destroy some portion of my credibility, possibly, because the show put her in the bottom. So everyone has to feel like this was an ugly look. But I didn't dislike it. I think it was a little saggy in the crotch region and maybe had some issues with the, the details of the jewels and the beads and, you know, trying to make it look cohesive. But on the whole, I didn't find it that busy. I didn't find it unpleasant. I thought it was apart from the wonky construction of the hat, a well-executed look. No, the top had fit issues too. Um, she did. I mean, the, the, the focus was the India Ferris $600 breastplate. Totally. I mean, I feel like if she just didn't work on those accessories that obviously didn't work for the look and she worked on like maybe lining the garment, it would have looked then she would have been able to execute that vision. But I feel like I'm a little disappointed with the girls that used a fabric that they could actually sew or actually tie and work with. Um, and like if she would have braided this material, that could have been really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and that could have like gave it more 
that could have solved the structural issues. I just feel like all she did was drape it. She it what didn't it doesn't just it just doesn't look intentional. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I mean, there's no way that she there's no way that she could take this look off and put it on another day. It seems like a look you have to make on your body and then just, you know, walk on the runway and then that's that. Yeah. So for that reason, it's a dump. But what I will say, the bitch sells, sells well. Like, she sold. I bought it. I'm pumping it, actually. Okay. I, okay. I stand by it. I, I agree, though, that the heels don't really track for me. I know she's giving us little tiny splashes of yellow throughout. Um, but it still didn't work in that element, but still a pump for Jasmine. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely didn't think it was that bad. Like I didn't think it was like bottom worthy. I do not think she should have been in the bottom. And I will say who should have been in the bottom when we come up to them. Yes. I girl, we going to get it. Okay. Okay. Next we have a diabetica giving us this baby doll fantasy. Okay. That, that whole like conflict between her and Willow was really fucking weird. Um, Dia she's was a on bitch. some shit this episode. Actually, she was. Um, I didn't dislike this queen, but she was giving acid Betty instead of diabetes this mm-hmm. this week. It was strange for her to be so consistently angry, and the camera kept cutting to her every time she furrowed her brow or squinted a little bit. Especially after Georgia's one, I thought that was. It, it's extremely rare for Drag Race to have narrative after a queen wins apart from celebration so like this this rivalry that they're intentionally setting up between dia and georgis is interesting not to mention the the moment you mentioned where dia and willow were going at it about this or willow would just kind of took it but uh this idea that dia claimed ownership over this baby kids idea which I despise, by the way. Yeah, and no offense to Daya, but, like, Willow's not as basic as you to go for something so literal. Like, Willow's going to give us a toy. She's going to give us a fantasy. She's mm-hmm. going to – she's way more conceptual and creative than Daya. So um, from, like, what they've both served, right? Um, and – yeah, also, we rarely get cuts and references to Untucked. And on this episode, they showed Maddie's and Daya's tiff. In oh, Untucked. they did. Oh. I said that. I remember when I was watching just an hour ago, I was like, oh, they're trying to sell us. Now, finally, uh, it could be true that if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, Daya Betty is wearing this supposed baby doll children's moment. It's yellow and pink. She has on like tinsel ruffles and um, yellow hair and the sock puppet. Honestly, my favorite part of this look is the puppet. I don't like anything other than the puppet. <laughs> um, I'm okay with the puppet. I don't like it still. I mean, I'm okay with it, but not in a good way. You know, like I'm like, ugh, it's not like it destroyed it. It's not like it made it. I, from the tip of the ponytail all the way down to the tip of the shoes, I am not about this look conceptually in terms of execution, in terms of, you know, selling it on the runway, nothing sold me. Right. The only thing she had going for her is that she's selling a story. Like she's telling a story with her garment, but bitch, no one wants to know this story. No, we watched this shit when we were fucking four or like, or at daycare and the little kids were watching lazy town or some bullshit. And that was enough. Like no one else, no one wants this. No one who wants kid drag. Yeah. It's not cute. I'm over it. I'm tired. I hate this styling. Is she just looks, she looks like a, like, like Lil Pound Cake looks more elevated than this bitch, and that's a problem. Well, at least they made a little pound cake like felt like a fun moment. I personally have mm-hmm. never fully gotten it, but this would this I think would be best forgotten. No moment. Though totally this I don't agree. think I don't think this was the worst look of the night, though. I think that it was perfectly fine and safe. It just was not pleasing to me or my homegirls. I would have put her in the bottom, to be honest. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, she would have probably made that puppet lip sync alongside her. She that might have been a fierce moment for her. That could have been a redeeming moment. I would have like had to throw off my shapeshifter look and been like, "Yes, James Mansfield, get it." <laughs> well, it's a dump for me. Yeah, it's a hard dump for me. I um, I actually thought it was ketamine from Drag Race Down Under when she walked out, and I was getting like Vietnam flashbacks. 
Oh my god. Okay. Moving on to Maddie Morphosis selling us this Poe Dunk fantasy of some clown rodeo bitch um wearing this like multicolor hoop skirt and halter top situation with this sad prop wearing a matching outfit. Girl, what the fuck is this? This is what busted. the fuck is this, bitch? This is I like the color story. I'll give you that. The mm-hmm. color story is gorgeous. Um but this patchwork moment is not working. Um, it reminds me of those little, remember in elementary school at Virginia Parks where they would have that big, like, fucking tarp and all the kids would run inside under the tarp and it was, of like, course. all the different rainbow colors? We had one of those at college graduation, actually. Like, when we were walking around the stadium before sitting down, uh, a bunch of people went under it and, like, got lit, like, smoking weed and shit. I don't know why why they felt the need to do that, but party. Whoa, that's fucking... Okay, at first I was like, what the fuck, Stanford? Are you serious? But now I'm like, wait, they were getting lit. They were hotboxing it. That's lit. Yes. I want to be up in it. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> on the football field with, like, all the families, like, around. And, I mean, they were having a good time. I mean, it was, like, 100 degrees that day, and we were under the sun for hours and hours and hours. So I'm sure they had a more... I mean, actually, I was just exhausted because, you know, senior week, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Whatever. College. Forever ago. Maddie Morphosis, I thought, was giving porcelain doll you know a little twisted marvelous mrs mazel neon moment it was not any of those things in a good pleasant way though girl this is a hard dump for me she looks like shit it's it, she does kind of continually remind us that at, the, at least at this point in her drag career, she did not know how to do any other makeup other than panto makeup which is very straight man of her um but but, but not good either. It's still not good. Well, no, no, no. But that I mean, panto makeup's not supposed to be good. It's intentionally uh, kitsch and like shiny and all like white powder, clown white. She stole Nina Bonina Brown's clown white and put all of it on her face this time, and then added some rosy cheeks and freckles. Which I don't know. Are freckles supposed to be funny? Why does every time someone does a comedic woman, they add freckles? I don't get it. I don't think they're funny. Because people are fucking dumb. Next, moving on to something that actually was top worthy and I'm disappointed in is Willow Pill giving us this supposed child's nightmare moment. Bitch, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about because this is fucking lit. This is a teddy bear I want to play with. And she has on these super cool fucking sleeves, these arms. I mean, I don't know what the fuck she's holding to hold up these arms. Just the construction of that little bolero detail is just so dope. These little horns, this collared ruffle to match, the fingers match the accessories. And she gave us a really, even though it's simple, a really good, you know, velvet dress under. And it's funny because when I saw her get the the comforter, I actually had this comforter in teal. Oh, And I'm like, how is she going to use that? Because it's kind of, it, it's really thick. Um, But she, it's gorgeous on her. It is Super pretty. I think she looks very polished. She's one of the few girls that doesn't look hodgepodge and, you know, like she got scraps of bullshit. Um, I mean, simple, effective, clear concept. She's one of the tops for me. Um, I, I'm disappointed she wasn't in the top because she did an exceptional job. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth. It, it was probably who I would have given the challenge win to because not only was it truly an original idea and that's so very rare these days, uh, the execution was on point. Like I love this where the wild things are moment mm-hmm. that is really coming through and it's it's a bit on the Willow Pill brand to be kind of alien and be kind of psychedelic and kind of strange and having all of these things combine into this really also it's just beautiful just having it all combined into a beautiful look uh was a great moment for her and I'm I'm upset that she didn't get praised for this whereas she won for the ball where none of those looks were quite as right uh, a sensation as this one totally agree with you yeah I think. She looks really pretty and sexy too. Mm -hmm. Like, like kid, but not, I don't know. She, she looks really good. She just ding dong bitch. She's a total top for me for sure. Um, total pump. 
Yeah, total pump. Uh, I, I, I really can't believe that she made this in the same amount of time. She conceived of this and made it in the same amount of time that everyone else, you know, threw a patchwork set of neon colors together. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Bosco giving us uh, Pants on the Runway, one of the few different silhouettes. She has on a jumpsuit. It has a really cool neckline, these dope plastic cone details on the bus, giving us this Terry Mugler moment. Um, and really well-made pants out of what seems to be a blue painting tarp. She used safety cones on the collar to create a really cool spiked choker, uh, matching blue hair. I thought this was also one of the tops. To me, this was a very strong look because she is clearly using unconventional materials. Where Willow technically did use a fabric, right? I see but- Bosco is using actual unconventional materials and she's giving us a really dope looking garment. And I really liked it. I thought the execution of it was great and she looks really polished. I liked the color story a lot. To me, I would have put her on the top. Hmm. Bold. I think it was good, but I don't think it was quite that good. The more I look at the pants, the more I appreciate how difficult that must have been. And she executed it very well. But everything above the pants, I just can't seem to get into. It looks, I, I think the top looks better from the front. Hmm. It, 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 I don't understand why it has that sort of macaw face on the waistline. I see what she was trying for. You know, she moved the horns down from the head and down to her neck. Um, but even still, it's just not, it's not giving one idea. It's giving several, um, and none of them I'm really vibing with, but I still love the pants and I know that it's basic and simple, but I really love those white pumps with the pants. It's just pleasing. I agree with you. They, they like, she paid attention to details. She knows how to style a look and yeah, maybe if she used the material that she made, um, the choker with, cause I don't love the choker. Maybe if she would have used that and maybe put that on the side panels or added more detail, um, from there and just gave us a bare chest that might have sold the proportion a little better and could have put her on the top. Yeah. The, the accoutrements on the bodice did not make any sense, which I think is a complete opposite of the critique I gave 20 minutes ago. But, uh, also she said she was giving us a Billy Idol reference and I don't, see it apart from the hair but i'm also not a billy idol rena so i may be there obviously i'm probably just missing something do you know billy no i don't you're not dancing on your own or by myself dancing by myself no that that was yeah Nah, bitch. I'm dancing with people. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to daya i mean daya fucking deja sky our Fresno gal. Um, Deja Sky is serving a Gracian fantasy, according to her. Um, and it's like a fuchsia magenta chiffon fabric with a dusty pink, baby pink fabric. Um, and she just, it looks like just like a triangle A-line it just looks like two dresses sewn together and belted together. Um, I actually hated this look. I thought it was so basic. Um, I did hate the styling of it. I thought she looked really pretty though. She definitely looks like someone's Thea, like the young Thea, the 40 year old that either just got divorced, um, you know, or is like a single mom from her, had her kid in high school. She's serving that fantasy to me. Good. Um, but like, Honestly, did not like this. And I would have put her in the bottom, which I'm glad she's in the, she was in the bottom, but I don't think she was in the bottom for the right reasons. She should have been in the bottom because she has the fucking most fabric, like the fabric that you can actually manipulate to construct something. And she's a seamstress and this bitch didn't fucking like, this is all she did. Yeah. She just kind of like sewed together like four different, uh, pleats and called it a day but i i thought the effect was nice i was actually kind of in the grecian fantasy with her i did not agree with the judges that her head headpiece and fan looked cheap like of course they looked constructed and a little flat but i don't know about like you know dump them and you know leave them to the birds it was fine she looked good i i thought she did not deserve to be in the bottom 
myself. No, yeah, no, she definitely deserved to be in the bottom, but she didn't do enough. She did not do enough. And she straight up is using fabric. It's not, it does not give unconventional whatsoever, whatsoever. She's not selling unconventional at all. She gave us a little belt. Girl, that belt needed Jesus. Un cinturón? (laughs) Un cinto. Well, to me, it's a total dump, and I agree. She should have been in the bottom. Definitely not gone home, but definitely should have been in the bottom. I disagree. I think she should have been safe. I think she should have been safe and... uh, is my well, we'll get to it. We'll she get to been it. Safe. She should have been safe. Next, we have Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Wow, talk about impact! She's selling us a Saint Laurent fantasy. She has on this like silvery, these fans, these pleated fan details coming out, um, framing her face, her chest, um, and covering her shoulders. Very bold silhouette. Um, also reminds me of like vintage crystal ball Balenciaga a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And a little black peplin dress, super well fitted, well tailored. Yeah, it's a little busy in the bus, but she was trying to give us some textured effect. She probably looked the most expensive. This definitely looks like something that could actually be on a real catwalk. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, this reminds me of Saint Laurent, like current Saint Laurent and vintage Yves Saint Laurent. Um, total pump for me, exceptional craftsmanship. I was very impressed, um, very impressed by her overall. What yeah, did you it, think? It was exquisite. I don't think she should have won, which she didn't. So not like I'm arguing with the wall here, but um, I did think that she looked the most put together. It did totally seem like she brought this look from home, but if she mm-hmm. did, people may have read it for being basic. Regardless, the fact that she was able to construct this um, and put it all together so well is a, really a huge indicator of her immense talent. Let me um, just say one thing. Yeah. Tailoring is not basic. There's minimal and this bitch, that's not easy to, con- she's the only one who gave us actual construction and tailoring. Nobody else gave us that. Nobody well, else gave us that. I say basic if she brought it from home. Still, no, it looks very expensive. Absolutely not. She's, it's not basic because everybody else is wearing stretch shit fabric. That's fair. Well, I don't understand the purpose of wearing two skirts at once. One should be enough. <laughs> But I understand yeah. that it's like a, it's like a, an elevated, like, uh, high fashion sort of silhouette. And, you know, you're wearing something couture and she's serving it. So there's nothing to complain about. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, total pump, absolutely deserved to be in the top. And I could definitely see it winning. I could see it honestly being recreated and sold also probably mm-hmm. for like a real housewife reunion, but it would still be worn and it would be seen by millions. Yeah. Gorgeous. Total pump. Yeah. Pump. Next we have Georges. That shit was hella funny. When, what did they call her? Shakira? They called her something Shakira. Fakira yeah. or what? Uh, I don't remember the specific pun. I don't really. Oh, they called her Jakira. Jakira. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Jakarta as a, a city. Shakira, Shakira. Well, Georges's hips did not lie in this garment. She is wearing, I don't know how to describe what she's wearing. Not you laughing without at your own Shakira it. joke. <laughs> what? Uh, you laughing at your own Shakira joke. I love that she took the curtains from behind you and threw them on. Oh my God, literally. Okay, so I noticed, bitch, they had a lot of like Target opal house it's because the fucking comforter that willow pill used i have that comforter in teal i gave it to jessica and then yeah i think georges is wearing the fucking curtains actually the mesh um curtain insert that i have on in my room that's hella funny i didn't know you pimped out your house with target purchases girl get it i didn't bitch just my bed and my curtains ho that's your whole house basically totes well guess what honey my whole room is your whole house actually if we want to get into that (laughs) i accept that it's the truth i i enjoy my quarantine rectangle though like i got the windows i got the sun i got the plants blah 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 
And I would argue that your studio apartment probably does have more fucking light than my whole fucking townhome. Yeah. All three stories You live basically in a grotto, girl. Like, you could not keep a plant alive in there. No, I can't. I mean, look, do you see all this light that's coming in? It's very rare, and it's only for a few hours because I have those big trees that cover. They cover the whole house. I'm looking again, and legit, that is the same curtain that Georges is wearing, is it not? (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. It is. I'm pretty sure it is. So, Georges is, see, like I said, I can't describe the outfit without insulting it. Georges is wearing a curtain. <laughs> a Beyonce performance look. Girl, I thought, I'm so sorry, Beyonce. That was offensive. Um, she performs but she in is, this kind of stuff. She does. I mean, I don't think Georges looks bad at all. I have no I idea. I don't think why she, she looks won. bad. Huh? I have no idea why she won. That too. I don't, I don't think she should have won, but she sells well. She styles well. She's very polished, very put together. It's a really pretty dance costume for her. Um, um, I feel like if she just worked a little harder with those details, um, it could have been better, but yeah, I don't see it as a winning look. Um, but I thought the color story was gorgeous and I liked the star cookie cutter details. And at least she did do something with it. Um, Diabetes a cunt for saying she didn't deserve to win in that. Like, you know, when it like, sure say that, but you can't afford to make that comment when you look the way that you do Daya. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. So, um, I mean, you know, I do kind of low key agree with her, but, uh, but I don't feel ugly or nasty or vicious about it. It's just, I think I'm just a little confused, especially because Nacia Lopez in the first episode of season eight basically constructed this exact look and was sent home for it. Uh, so why is this look being turned around on some other Latino and winning now? Well, because some girls, unfortunately, some people do know how to wear clothes better than others. And, Clothing can wear you and that's, it should be the other way around. You should be the one with conviction walking down the street, pumping it. You know what I'm saying? Do you think Georges realizes that she's basically wearing the star of David on her chest? Is she? Let me take a, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. She did not need that. What, what, what is she, what I, I, you know, this is probably a read, but RuPaul would definitely wear this. Oh, let's talk about RuPaul's outfit. What Serving was that? Modern Chanel. It looked like Balmain because Balmain likes to take a lot of like classic fashion details and make it theirs. I was, I was, I was here for it. New silhouette from her. I mean, very young, but, um, bitch looked great. It looked really fucking good. What did you think? I just thought that she's too tall for that sort of squat, petite type of garment it just i i realized that you know legs for days is the way of uh you know looking fine and fierce but it sort of made her kind of look like a a barbie doll that got stretched out like that kid in willy wonka after he got minimized that's a TV. vibe that's a vibe <laughs> stretched out barbie it was strange like it was like like the barbie melted under the sun but you didn't want to your parents didn't want to buy you a new one so they just said eh, it still works you can still so you're saying that. she looked like the rupaul ornament no she did not look that bad <laughs> who who someone recently looked like the rupaul ornament and we missed the joke um oh it was jimbo in the uk versus the world episode that she just won where they they're kind of referencing the idea that Jimbo's makeup was a bit smudged in the same way that the ornament is struggling on someone's Christmas tree. Well, of course it was going to be smudged. They had to change their fucking makeup three times. That's fair. Hey, it was not a criticism. It was just explaining the joke. Right. All right. Well, I actually dump it. I know. Honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. I think I would have maybe left her. I, she would have been safe for me. I wouldn't have put her in the top. It just very much looked like she made it in 10 minutes, which she did. So it's not horrible. It's just not. I don't know. We should probably be celebrating our fellow Mexicana winning and feeling really good about herself after beating herself up last week. But I still am like, sometimes the wins just feel like lies. And yeah, I'm tired of being lied to. Yeah. So I, yeah, for me, 
not a pump or a dump. I just feel indifferent and that's kind of worse. It's just a ump. <laughs> yeah, it's just a moment. Um, next we have Carrie Colby. Wait, this is not in the exact order, right? Cause Carrie didn't go. Carrie was last. last. She was? She was. Oh. Well, Carrie Colby, to me, she said trantasy. I'm getting Azalea Banks fantasy. <gasps> yeah. Are you not? Uh, I can see it. I've I seen Azalea I Banks perform and she was not quite this decked out, but I can see the wig definitely being put on her head at some point or another. Right. But you know, the album, the fantasy album. Oh, with the, uh, mermaid, the mermaid. Yeah. The, 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 the blue and the purples. Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Carrie Colby is serving us a, what is like, this to me is more Beyonce performer vibes. Um, I'm sorry, Beyonce, that Krisha would say something so nasty. I'm not saying Beyonce would wear this, but this is giving me more of a performance costume that a pop star would wear. It is, uh, she took like, girl, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why rapper, was this not like on the bottom? Like, this was the I worst mean, look of the night to me. I don't think this deserves to be in the bottom, but I, safe yes honestly to me this was bad styling i hate this hair bitch those bangs look this is talk about a a, she literally has worn human hair on every episode she has sold like incredible gorgeous units that she makes herself girl you could have gave us a fierce wig for this one like i don't mind the color but girl that wig is crunch as fuck and i don't like the two different um eyeshadows on each eye like pick one fucking eyeshadow well i she think should that have was actually... the trans storyline there she's done it before with she walked in actually doing that pink and blue it worked then it worked then but it didn't work for this no it didn't it didn't read um especially because the stage is the same color which is a common thing i point out but it to me i, I think we're completely ignoring the true part the disaster of the look which is the netting what the hell is with this pirate like ghost ship little bit of rope that she's strung around her bodice i don't i don't see it i don't get it i don't i don't know why it's there yeah maybe she should have left that like in the back and that could have been more of a moment like she should have left it more as like a train or a bustle or like a skirt i don't think it should have been in the like or maybe if it was more to the side and if it was mimicked on the other side and um she used the hip detail from the side without the netting that like clear wrapper if she would have used that over it um and brought some of that netting on the other side it would have been more easy on the eye but yeah it looked really busy i i i see where she was going with it i don't hate it but I definitely didn't like it. Um, and the styling really fucked it up for me. Like if she would have gave us classic Carrie, also the black lipstick, I don't know if it worked. Maybe if she gave us like a berry or a purple lipstick would have been more fun. Like purple would have been cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did not. I think I wouldn't hate this as much if she gave us more classic Carrie. She didn't give us anything, though. She gave us a swimsuit and then threw some shit on it. And she got away with it, which is really interesting to me. I mean, George just won with, like, a fucking swimsuit, too. I mean, like I said, I'm being lied to over and over and over again. Like, it's not a sin. And I can't believe it. I The more I look at this look, especially the sad, pathetic little uh, grocery bag on her waist, I just don't see why she wasn't read for that she got to go sit in the back and sip cocktails while deja had to sweat it out well no i i agreed that deja jasmine and maddie should have been in the bottom i actually did agree with the bottoms i actually would have added dia to the bottom um and i mean yeah i'm glad maddie finally went home that was a great lip sync yeah on jasmine's sick. part yeah yeah Great lip sync. And I think Carrie's look had more detail than Jasmine's. That's why. Like, more detail in the actual construction of the garment. 
um, as a self read, this is something that I think I would probably put together in a design challenge and know that I was going home in. Like, it's just girl. No, you would have, you, I think you would have done something like Jasmine Kennedy. And that's why you are trying to save the bitch and resonate with her. No, I, I mean, I would never, I personally am like super anti, uh, that the hat moment that they like to do where they don't put a top on the hat and they just kind of wear it like a Saturn's rings. Um, and then it always gives RuPaul and Michelle an excuse to say the same damn line about, does anyone still wear a hat like for the 30th damn time? But, um, no, I probably would have freaked out and done something similar to what Carrie did. And it's, I, it's busted. I just don't, I'm looking at it again. And like, what, what, what is, what is the tea? Also, I have a um, a bit of a vendetta against the plastic stone tights because uh, Plastique Tiara wore them every single episode in season 11. And I don't understand how she was never read for wearing the same damn stone tights every time. Not even in an Aja Valentina like, oh, did you stone those tights thing? But just because it's like every time. Well, I think this is the first time Carrie has worn them and they work with this look. Oh, totally. It, it was, it was not a read against Carrie. It was more, uh, me just making fun of little triggers that I have about like things I've seen on Drag Race too many times. <laughs> well, everyone, that concludes the looks of this week's episode. Did you agree? So we did not agree with the winner. Who would you wish like would have won this challenge? The winner, I think... Like, who are your tops for this challenge? My tops would be Lady Camden, Willow, and Angeria, which is not super far from what it was. Uh, I just think that Willow should have gotten some praise where Georges got overpraised. Yeah, I totally agree. My tops were Lady Camden, Bosco, Willow, and Angeria for sure. And I think I would have gave the win to Willow or Lady Camden instead. Yeah. Yeah, I can see those. I think Willow could have done a little bit more with her bottom half that maybe would have made the look a little bit more busy and therefore deserving of a win, but it, it is what no, it is. No, but the, I see that's where I... Because they were praising Georges. See, you were smart in being simple and minimal, and I was like, mm, Well, that's that's wait. where the deception lies because they just come up with critiques that are never consistent across the board and you know one day one day a queen simple and she's praised and the next time a queen simple and she's sent home so what is the truth yeah well i guess it's the energy that they bring into the room when they're in front of those judges true and i think the reason georgia's won was because she did her little robot dancing on the runway like she does Mm -hmm. pretty much every time uh but they eat it up so good for her but talk about a fabulous lip sync. Like, yeah, that, that was a, that was a great fun, which I could not say about a lip sync this season so far. Georgie said good. Her lip sync. Eh, it was fine. All right. Well, I'm happy Maddie finally went home. It's about time that bitch got sent packing. I feel like at least she tried to give us a consistent thorough line of concepts every time she walked the stage maybe a little bit too many in fact i don't really know who maddie is other than a straight queen which i don't think is fair to her um but because because her concepts are not worthy of being seen by other people like none of her concepts were strong you loved other than the look she ripped off last week well for sure i mean all of Probably many of her looks could be traced elsewhere, but the same could be said about all the other girls. But not as obvious. Probably so. Probably so. Well, I mean, I did not feel like Maddie had much more to give in the way of talking heads and storyline anyway, so it's just as well that she's gone. I still think that Carrie probably should have been the one to send her home, though. Oh, all right. But because Carrie would have got... I think... You know what? I would have, I wouldn't mind seeing Carrie, um, lip sync against Maddie because Carrie would actually be able to throw down in the outfit that she's wearing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she knew that and she was, I don't know. I, I don't know that she was maybe really she, ready. Maybe she, she was insecure. Maybe she was insecure about, um, being in the bottom two because her pumps, 
and her wig tell me that she might have been prepared to do a wig reveal or something. And her her uh, sandal heels were perfect for the look, but they were also the shortest heel I've seen her wear. Hmm. And I know that that's a heel that she would be able to get down in because it has ankle support because it has that ankle strap. And they're not like clunky and chunky and heavy, so they wouldn't get in the way of movement. So, um, and it's Beyonce. I feel like she would be able to really sell Beyonce, especially this song. I think it was a great song choice for one, but two, I've seen Carrie perform um, a few months back, and she just walked and lip sync. She just she didn't she didn't even like bend her hip once. Really, so I, don't I know saw her perform. I saw her perform at Redline last summer, and I, that's the first time I've ever seen her perform. And she did two numbers, and no, this bitch was like doing reveals, throwing herself off the fucking stage into splits multiple times. Okay. Yeah, no, this bitch was like active. She was walking around the whole fucking bar. She was hairography, the house bitch. She had like, um, hair fans like blowing and this bitch was like doing like Beyonce hair choreo with the fucking like I was actually really impressed was it at Beyonce night I know Redline does like Beyonce impersonator no because it was a Madison Beer song oh god why (laughs) but it's no but listen it's the one Madison Beer song that I'm like this doesn't even sound like your vocals and for sure like a Kehlani wrote this for you or like some R&B artist wrote it for you and it doesn't sound like your song so it's funny because whenever like for example if there's a Katy Perry song that I like I'm like this is odd I don't usually like production right and then I look and I'm like oh it's a producer that I really admire their music from it's like a DJ that I really like or it's a songwriter that I really appreciate so I'm like oh yeah of course it's not this bitch you know yeah 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 I Maddie Madison Mad, Maddie beer uh, has been the subject of scorn from me with uh you know my boyfriend works in music so I consistently tell him that I don't understand why hot people are just allowed to be hot and sing mediocre songs and then get famous. And to me, Madison Beer is like the scion of that disastrous sort of happening. I don't um, get it. Can she sing live? Does she have a voice? Um, I don't know. I haven't asked her, but I think that she sells music and she seems to continually, you know, put shit out. So someone's telling her that. Well, okay. This is what I'm now that we're on this subject. Ava Max being a guest judge last week really made me think about this. The the new up-and-coming girls like Olivia Rodrigo, Ava Max, like these very mediocre, very, very young girls, like, I mean, barely 21, whatever type, or like around 21, give or take, they just look like little girls wearing way too much makeup, wigs, excessive shit like let's not forget doja cat like doja cat is older okay yeah she's been doing it much longer too she's our age right i i don't know actually but i could buy it yeah and doja cat so she's near 30 doja cat has been writing her own music producing her own music she sings and she raps she's been doing that for like at least 10 years t yeah she's she's before she was discovered yeah yeah, she's been putting herself out there. So she's put in the long, you know, the hard work and she, she's done her own shit. So, and she used to look a hot mess. She used to look crazy, but guess what? Just like Gaga, you know, she would put her looks together on a budget and she still gave us something. Mm-hmm. Whereas like these young girls have access to these stylists, makeup artists, producers. They're just super overly produced and they're so young. I'm like, you have no life experience to base any of these songs on like i doubt you know how to take dick i doubt that you've been with more than maybe (laughs) two guys like what you've been in like what two long-term relationships when you were in high school and like what like like what what girl no like they're so mediocre and i agree with you it's very like disheartening that this is like what people are praising and listening to it's so sad let ugly people sing again. Them bitches have been through it and they they have the runs to show it. Like I have no skin in the game. Like anti, I'm not anti uh, Olivia Rodrigo. I her her album happened and the people lived their high school fantasies over again because of it. And good for them. Um, 
but I would not put Ava Max in the category of an up and coming girl. I think you're being very gracious about that. She's very much. I mean, no, I mean, this bitch is on my landing pages on Spotify. I see her stuff being promoted on Instagram and I'm not, I don't really, I don't think I have any of her songs in my library. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and she was just a guest judge on Drag Race. So how is she not being promoted? Well, I feel like that's a part of the Albanian mafia because she's like a part of that collective, uh, like there's Rita Ora, who's Albanian, who just... Well, Jay-Z discovered Rita Ora, so that's different. When? In the future? Because no one still knows, name a Rita Ora song. The reason why Rita Ora, so Rita Ora was under a contract and they weren't, she, you know that they weren't allowed to put her albums out in the US because Jay-Z said she is Rihanna's drag competition. He's like, she's too much like Rihanna. So we're going to keep her overseas and we're going to like not release any of her albums, only singles in the US. That's why. Well, that would explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jay-Z discovered her, but he kept her away. Like, he kept her... He would, like, give her her singles, her hits here, and then let that fuel her career throughout the world, which is so dumb. I'm like, that's so fucking dumb. They're not the same. Very different. Um, But, like, Rita Ora's British Albanian. Yes. But, I mean, they're, they're like, not neighboring countries, but, like, regardless, did Jay-Z put her up for Detective Pikachu? <laughs> I would love that. I would love if Jay Z is sitting there in a casting call, like, "Can you play the doctor who gets killed by Mewtwo?" And Rita Ora's, she did it. That's the. That's really the only reason. That and jokes is the only reason why Rita Ora's on uh, my radar. Not that I'm, you know, the cultural the uh, zeitgeist incarnate. So it is what. It nah, is. Rita has some bobs. She has some bobs. I don't know the. I don't know the name of one of them. I. We'll see. Oh, I'm gonna miss you. Bitch, I miss I'll you see already. you soon. I know. I wish we were doing it in person. Where it's like so much. Not. That, I think that we were like vibing today, but like we're so much more animated in person too. You know. And we need more clips so that you can get ten thousand views for yourself again. You ratty ass millennial. Bitch, it's you too because we did the collab, so it's on your feet as well. You have all the engagement. That's true. That's true. I. I always. You know. I don't really look at that shit, so I forget. I'm well, as your new social media manager, just <laughs> I posted some uh, stories yesterday uh, out on the street. I saw that How they were a little, they were a little elusive, um, but they elusive. were. If you just click on them, they're there. No, but I didn't know. I felt like I was getting like I, everything you post when you do post on Instagram. I feel like they're hieroglyphics, like they're some signals, like, <laughs> and I have to interpret what you're trying to say. It's like some fucking hidden message. It probably is. Um, I don't even know. Actually, someday someone will go through my history and pull together some probably a good ass poem from all of my Instagram stories. Well, I'll post more that, later, though, girl, just for you. Maybe that'll be your man. Eves, uh, maybe. I'm a, he's probably sad without me. No, he's probably cackling it up. There's like this house that we're staying in has like 15 people staying in, and we're the only we're like the only two dudes. Obviously, we're you know gay as hell, so it's all like women, and it's just like having everyone's having a great old time. There's a whole fridge of Topo Chico, so it's the function. Oh my god, dude, no. It looked that little itinerary that you sent me. You're like, it looks like I have a break in between these two activities. I was like, who the fuck organized this? This looks fucking lit. Yeah, no, oh my god. Like, uh, again, I don't know if you're going to include this in the actual podcast, but I'm not going to be partaking. But those bitches have every drug under the sun up in that house right now for tonight. And I'm like, I'm just going to drink water and have a, a few sips of beer, I think. I'm trying to chill. Yeah, girl. I mean, I told you I'm not even really smoking weed anymore. The last time I smoked weed was just a few hits with you. And before that, I hadn't smoked for like a week. So I'm taking my tolerance break. Also, like, I'm really excited to be home this weekend because it's probably going to be the least amount of alcohol I'll consume. Going home is always rehab, but then my brother comes over and then we're throwing down. So... He he used to tell me that he would drink whole 30 racks in one sitting. Isn't that and he said it with such confidence and bravado that like he's he's probably I mean he's probably not lying. I feel like no, Vince does exaggerate a bit. But so do I. I he probably drank like a 24 pack. 
even i mean if you're drinking a 24 pack you might as well just have six more just to say you did a whole 30 rack you know what i mean right that's so much pissing dude that's so much bloating bitch oh my god but i was saying this yesterday because we went to a restaurant you know a long ass table of fucking you know 30 some odd people and uh the, the you know they came with the first round of drinks and everyone was getting these they call them dirty cosmos they're like a cosmo but with tequila instead of vodka um and there were just all manner of cocktails and one ipa bottle <laughs> <laughs> and the girls were reading me to Phil for having beer, which I'm completely used to, obviously. But I think that I like to get drunk and feel the bloat because, like, it makes me feel that to me, like the beer being in my belly and making me feel fat and happy is being buzzed and drunk. Like, when I take just shots, it's weird to kind of be like light on my feet and running around. I don't get it. It's not, that's not drunk to me. That makes sense. Well, my boss already texted me yesterday. She was trying to go to the Abbey today. And I was like, girl, I'm going because she's in town for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, I'm going to be, you know, going up north since you are requiring of my presence in the office on Monday, Fair. sis. So um, I'm getting my ass up there. And then she's like, OK, we'll just have cocktails in my hood next week then. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, my boss wants to get drunk for her birthday work. Take and then it's splash. Like, yeah, well, it's my cousin's wedding, and um, oh, right. I'm for sure I have to drink to get through that. So, you, how are you with your extended family? Oh, like, is, is it a party? Is, do you have favorite cousins? You yeah, said your so, tias aren't lit. Well, my extended family on my dad's side, there's always an, it's always an open tequila bar at any family event. It doesn't matter if it's like a kid's birthday, if it's a quinceanera, if it's a wedding, if They're it's Mexican. a fucking anniversary party, like a baptism. Yeah, it's like excessive tequila on deck. And I'm like the cousin that they rely on to like start the party, get it going, like I'm like table hopping. I'm taking shots with every fucking table. It's like anybody that comes up to me, it's like we're doing shots. And like some of my favorite cousins are, dude, I, there's, there's definite alcoholics, um, in my family. They pull up with their bottles of 1942. My cousin Connie is, Consuelo is pulling out a bottle of 42 out of her fucking futon bag. Like always. Where else and then my, and it? then. Her husband, who's my godparent, is like pulling out a fucking bottle of like tequila, some exotic tequila, because it's the ones that bring alcohol. I remember there was one wedding where it wasn't open bar or they were charging for drinks. And I remember I walked out with my sister Kimberly. It was like on McHenry. We went to like CVS and I brought bottles back with me in like a backpack. No, and ma'am. then I just walked my happy ass back in and we had the table where you look over the fucking under the table you lift the tablecloth my cousins and i had a good 12 bottles under the fucking table because they're like oh we have tequila in the trunk bitch we're ratchet and we would just go and get chasers mixers and just be dumping and everybody knows come to the alcoholic table and they'll fucking pour up for you at what age do you think that we transition out of being fun party people and into like oh maybe we should be concerned about this cousin well those cousins are in their 40s that i'm talking about yeah so uh girl i think i'm gonna be like this forever work i mean keep it cute of course but hey i think i keep it cute well yeah i keep now well uh, i don't know all right girl all right doll love you be safe post a lot always uh and enjoy your drive (laughs) fuck you Bye. (laughs) bye